Has that little voice in your head ever said something like, well, as women, we're trained to, or as a woman, I should, or as women, society tells us we should dot, dot, dot. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. Or as a girl, I'm supposed to do X, Y, Z, right? Has that little voice in your head ever just kind of like piped up piped up with something and you're like, no, that's not fit. Well, well, maybe that is what I should be doing. That's what we're talking about today. So there's a lot of conversation about this in society. Um, I was fortunate to have been raised by really strong women. And um, at a time when I think maybe some, some of those societal rules were loosening up a little bit. So I can come at this with a different perspective, but let me explain. So my bacha, total bleeping badass. I mean, she's totally amazing. She had polio when she was a kid and she told her mom, she's like, something's wrong with my arm. And when I get out of bed, I fall down. And her mom was like, you're fine. Get back up. And so she did, so she would get back up. She'd get out of bed, she'd fall down, she'd get back up and she kept using those muscles. And even though they did eventually take her to a doctor and she actually was diagnosed with polio, my bacha, and bacha means grandma, by the way, but my bacha's theory is that the reason she can walk today is because she kept getting back up. She said that her school, in her school building, you'd go inside and you'd leave your coat in the coat room and then you had to walk upstairs to the classroom. She said she'd fall down on the stairs all the time and none of the other kids would help her up. But she would get herself back up. So she thinks because she kept using those muscles, she's able to walk today. So total bleeping, bleeping, awesome grandma I have. And then my mom, Um, my mom got really into camping when we were kids. I have uh, three siblings, so there were four kids and my mom loved camping. Well, my dad worked in construction and when you work in construction, a lot of times the job deadline means you can't take vacation. So like, even though he would technically like have vacation days, if he took them, he would have just gotten replaced on the job and he would have come back from vacation and been laid off. So like, that's just how it was. So my mom would take us camping and she would drive this big diesel pickup and pull a pop-up camper and take four kids. And we'd go on these big trips and sometimes we'd go out of state and it was awesome. And I always thought it was really weird when people would be like, oh, your mom does that without, without your dad going along. And as a kid, I was like, I mean, she can drive. So like, I don't, I don't really see what, what the issue is. Now I get it, Uh, but I was raised by like really strong women, but that's not to say that I didn't also internalize a lot of these, their limiting beliefs about, about being female. Even if we know like, 
we hear the little voice that says, well, as a woman, I should put my kids first. Or, um, you know, the reason I don't exercise, I just don't have time because I have to run the kids to all these different places and they're my top priority, right? There are things that we do as women and some of them are serving us and some of them aren't. There's a lot of conversation around this in society, which is amazing. I'm not here to talk about any of that. Because the conversation I care about and the one that I want to help you with is the conversation inside your own head, okay? So just make that clear. This is not like, this is not me trying to, to tell you to get a sign and go out in the street. This is me telling you, let's, let's talk about how you talk to yourself and how this might be affecting you. The reason I decided to teach this class is because with all my coaching clients, I coach women. And the strongest, like most independent women in coaching, eventually we reach a limiting belief, a story that's holding them back, not serving them, not helping them become the best version of themselves. And it, it comes from something they were taught about what it means to be a mom or a wife or a woman. Okay. So today we're talking about how to change up the conversation that you're having with yourself and just figure out is what I'm telling myself helping me or hurting me, right? Which is usually what we're doing. Is this helping me or hurting me, serving me, helping me become future me or holding me back? All right. So step one, step one to change what you say to you is to identify your programming, identify your programming. And that's really what it is, is it's, it's programming. So the first thing I want you to do is think about everything. We're not, we're not trying to figure out good or bad, does this help or hurt me yet? But just write down everything you can think of that you were ever told about um, being a woman or that you were ever heard anybody else uh, told about being a woman or an expectation that you feel like there is because you're female. So whether it's you know about your role in the family, or your role at work, or how you should behave, or what you should think, or how you should look, how you should feel about your roles, what you should wear, what you should say. Whether these things are, you know, as a woman, we were trained to, I was trained to this, or I was told to that. So just brain dump out all of these things. The ones that don't serve you, even if you're like, well, yeah, I heard that, but I don't believe it. Okay. Write those down too. But the ones that don't serve you, those are what we call limiting beliefs. They're just, you know, like core beliefs. They're in your subconscious, in your soul, and they don't help you become future you. They hold you back. So a limiting belief is any story that past you picked up that doesn't serve you. Okay. That's the limiting part, but a belief that past you picked up in, I think it's, you are a badass at making money. And if it isn't, it's, you are a badass, but either way, Jen Sincero talks about this in her books and she calls this um, person, like I would call this person tiny past you. So this is like three, four, five, six-year-old, seven-year-old past you. Jen Sincero calls this your little prince, okay? But your little prince picked up these beliefs these stories, filtering them through a child's mind. So if you've ever been around kids, 
you know that their their world is small, right? And children need their parents to survive. They need adults, right? A baby cannot survive on their own. A five-year-old cannot survive on their own. So that survival instinct that you had as a child, the goal was to fit in. The goal was to keep from getting kicked out of the herd. The herd, your parents, were protecting you and keeping you alive. So this is very much survival instinct that we're talking about. So those stories that you picked up, they might be something like, so if you lived in a household where money caused a lot of tension, right? And anytime your parents talked about buying something or the budget or the lack of the budget or bills or whatever, if there was like an argument or a lot of tension, tiny past you would have filtered that in and might've just picked up the message like money makes people angry, okay? And so even if as an adult, you're not walking around consciously going money makes people angry. That's still a subconscious belief that you might've picked up. These stories, okay, first of all, I wanna make sure I say, you can't blame past you for this. Please don't blame past you. Like you don't go up to a child right now, like a five-year-old and, and go, how dare you believe that money is bad, right? Why would you think that? You're not gonna do that to tiny past you. She was doing the best she could, right? She was trying to survive. So let's just, that instinct to go, oh, why did you sabotage me like this? Five-year-old Mel, let's just, let's let that go. But these stories that you tell yourself, whether they're subconscious or they're bubbling up into your, into your conscious mind, these stories were picked up by past you, but they're perpetuated by present you. So if you don't want future you to still carry around this story, present you has to reframe it, rework it, reprogram your brain, okay? And that's, that is what we're working on, but we're in step one, figure out your programming. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but even if you intellectually know that's not true, and I find that this is common with these limiting beliefs that women have picked up about their role, about their place in the world as a woman, even if you intellectually know that's not true, you might still subconsciously believe it. And that's what we're trying to figure out because there's a difference between what you think up here and what you believe in here, which is basically like everything I teach, right? So if I'm teaching you to be kinder to yourself and to, to make your internal dialogue positive and affirming and be your own cheerleader, that works a whole lot better if in your heart you start to believe, you know, I'm worthy of this. My, what I create is good. I'm meant to write. I'm meant to sing. I'm meant to paint. I meant whatever, right? I'm meant to be a mom. If you start believing in your heart, so that's what we're working on. So even, please don't, please don't think, well, I don't believe that. And so if I think the words, I don't believe that, then I don't, that's, that's not quite how it works. So what we believe affects how we talk to ourselves, how we carry ourselves, 
not to sound like too woo woo, but like the energy you give off. So if you have, have you ever talked to somebody and you can just sense that they're like uncomfortable talking to you? Like you, you just feel it, you know, and you wouldn't necessarily be like, well, their shoulders were kind of in and hunched and they looked down a lot and they, their voice was kind of quiet. You don't really go through all that. You just get the sense that like, this person is uncomfortable talking to me, right? You don't know why, but you get it. That's what I mean by the energy you put off. So your belief about whatever you're you're talking about. So if I were selling something, right? My belief that my course helps people is going to show through in the way that I talk about it, as opposed to my thinking like, oh, it's really selfish and I shouldn't I shouldn't tell people about it. And it would change, even though it wouldn't be that dramatic, it would change. My belief would change the way the energy that I give off. Okay. So that's step one is to just identify your programming. Not all of it's bad, right? Some of it's great, right? Sometimes you are programmed to believe that you are amazing and you can do anything you set your mind to. That might be awesome programming for you. Some of it's not so great, like, oh, well, I should put my kid's health ahead of my own health. That might not be serving you. So dump out all those things you can think about of what you were told or taught or believe you're supposed to do because you're a woman. If you're ready to achieve your big dreams, It's time to join my DIY coaching program and accelerate your progress. What's that? You wanna know how a coaching program can be do it yourself? I'll tell you how. A coach's job is to ask you questions and help you figure out what's going to work for you while also teaching you the methods for overcoming your roadblocks and creating a future you are going to love. There's no one size fits all solution. That's why I designed Unlock Your Five Star Future the way I did. I created eight weeks of video lessons to handle the teaching part and over 100 pages of worksheets to ask you all the right questions to help you uncover your potential, unlock your motivation, find your focus, and achieve your dreams. It's all about you. The best part is you can get started right now and work at your own pace. You'll pay once and get lifetime access. What are you waiting for? Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash unlock to join now and start living your version of your best life. Step two, to change what you say to you. Knowing is only half the battle. Step two is accepting that knowing is only half the battle, all right? That's that's kind of what I was saying already. But if you're going, Mel, this doesn't apply to me, please stick with me. It does apply to you. We all have limiting beliefs. It's part of walking around on this planet. The biggest, so let me say this, the biggest limiting belief that someone can carry around is to think that Because society hasn't changed, you can't change. Let me say that again. The biggest limiting belief you can carry around, one of, is to think that the conversation inside your own head 
has to be dictated by what's outside, by society at large. So this is what I mean when I say I'm not trying to change the conversation in society. There's lots of wonderful, amazing people working on that. I want you to know you don't have to wait for that to change, to change what you think about yourself. I was definitely one of those people that thought I didn't have some of these these limiting beliefs, especially around being female, because like I said, my bacha, my mom, they're like super strong and independent. They do what they want. And I took my grandma with me, my bacha, to buy my first car because I knew she'd be the best haggler. And she was, right? (laughs) Not only did she talk them down, she was like, and we'll take a full tank of gas. And um, she is not going to sign the papers until after January 1st because she doesn't want to pay property tax on this car this year. But you're going to hold it for her. (laughs) Like, you're amazing. You're my hero. (laughs) But... I can, I still picked up some of these, some of these limiting beliefs, which I've discovered by learning how to shake them loose. Okay. When you know, or, or let's say this part of figuring out which of these limiting beliefs is holding you back and what's in your subconscious, that brain dump was a great first step, but you got to shake loose the other ones because they're subconscious. They were picked up by tiny past you. Like I said, present you probably isn't walking around saying money makes people angry. So I don't want any of it. But that might be a subconscious limiting belief. So how do you shake them loose? You shake them loose by scaring yourself. So I said that tiny past you was trying to survive. Tiny past you did not want to get kicked out of the herd because getting kicked out of the herd would mean death. That instinct, even though now you're independent and you take care of yourself and you know you can microwave your own dinner at this point, that instinct to fit in and survive, that's still in there. So you scare yourself by dreaming big, okay? We talk about future you all the time. Most of you are not allowing yourself to actually design the future you you actually want because you're designing the future you you think you're capable of achieving. You're designing the future you that you believe you deserve. You have to push past that. So here's how we do that. First of all, if you haven't already downloaded the Becoming Future You journal, you can do that at meljolly.com forward slash journal. But what you want to do is you want to get into future you's perspective and you want to really project yourself into that person like as a daydream, you know, like walk around, close your eyes, mentally imagine you're walking around future you's house, you're walking around future you's life. What is it? sound like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? Both, you know, like tactily and emotionally. What does it feel like? When you journal about these things, if you'll write, you know, a day in your life from future use perspective. As you do this, the daydream, the journaling, 
that's when the limiting subconscious beliefs start to bubble to the surface. They get scared because the brighter and better you make the vision, the more tiny past you or your little prince gets nervous, you're going to actually do it. And it's too far outside your comfort zone. And that's when your little prince like barfs up some of those like limiting subconscious beliefs, like money's bad. Wanting money is a sin. One of the things that I discovered totally just by, I was daydreaming. I was daydreaming about being five-star future Mel. And I was thinking, you know, I can't wait. So excited about having a level of financial abundance that I can invite my friends on a vacation, like a beach trip. And I'm going to cover the whole thing. I'm so excited to be able to do that, to be able to invite them and just be like, it's on me. I got this. And that's when that little voice inside my head said, but Mel, if you have that level of financial abundance, you won't have friends anymore. What? What? I had no idea that was in there. It was only by journaling and daydreaming and really like putting myself in that place that the little voice pipes up and is like, hold your horses, hon. You don't deserve that. You're not worth that. Whoa, this is unsafe, right? Is what Tiny Past You is saying. I want to keep you safe. We can't do that. I have to keep you safe with friends, with your current friends. And they might not like you if you're like that. When you shake those things loose, please write them down because they're going to flit, right? They're going to flit into your brain. They're going to shock you. And 15 minutes later, you're not going to remember what it was. Write it down, open voice memo on your phone, talk into your phone, whatever. You got to capture it because it's only when you're scared do those things start to bubble up. But once you capture it, you can start looking at those things and you can question them. Okay. You can start saying, you know, is this really true? Like Mel, will you really not have any friends? Does that seem likely? No. Let's say, let's say that one of the limiting beliefs that you've come up with is I mentioned health earlier. So it's, you know, I put my kids health first. My kids health is more important than my health. Well, if you start to question that, well, what, what if you let your health deteriorate? Because you're always putting your kids' health first. So you don't exercise and you finish all the food that they leave on their plate. I've seen that one a lot, right? What happens? Will you still be able to take care of your family if you're carrying around a lot of extra weight or feeling sluggish or literally like not strong? Your muscles, you don't use them, you lose them, right? What would that, how would that affect would you be able to play with your kids? Would you be able to, to travel to visit your kids if they're adults and they live somewhere else? How do you feel when you're not in your best health? Do you feel tired? Do you feel cranky? I get cranky. Y'all, I get so cranky. It gets really never hard for me to make this leap because I'm like, if I don't eat, I get hungry and then I'm a jerk. Like it's a pretty short... <laughs> That's pretty easy for me to make this leap. You might not be as dramatic in your responses as I am, okay? But if you question, question this limiting belief like it's on trial, is that true? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? 
then you might get to the place where you say, oh, all right, well, it sort of seems like in order to continue to make my kids' health a priority and to be able to take care of them, I'm going to have to take care of my own health. I have to. And you can logic yourself into a place where you understand the difference. So that's step two is, is knowing that knowing is only half the battle so that we can get to step three. That's where we install better programming. Install better programming. So after you identify these limiting beliefs and you start questioning them and you start to kind of get to this place where you're like, oh, okay, so I am always saying in front of my kids, I want to write a book or I want to open the Etsy store. I want to start a podcast or you're verbalizing your dreams, right? I want to have a house at the beach, whatever it is. If you're saying that in front of other people, but you never work on it, what kind of example are you setting? Okay. And you can, you can look at your actions and you can say, oh, okay, well, maybe if I question, if I question, you know, maybe I think that not working on my dream makes me a better mom. It's better to prioritize everybody else, put everybody else's needs in front of my own. Okay. So even though I want to write the book, I got to put everybody else's needs in front of my own. Well, what example are you setting? Well, I guess you're teaching everybody that even if you have dreams, the most important thing is to put everybody else first. Is that the message you want to send? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. After you do all this questioning, <clears throat> you uncover your new truth. Okay. This is just, some people might call it reframing. If you've ever heard that term, it's like, brain trickery, okay? You're taking the same thing and you're turning it into something helpful instead of something that holds you back. So if the concern is about being a good wife, right? In order to be a good wife, I have to put my partner first and I, I have to take care of all my partner's needs ahead of my own needs you can still come up with a liberating belief, a liberating truth that still is about being a good partner. When I take care of my health, I am a lot nicer. I am a much better wife because I'm not walking around like screaming my head off. Not that I do that. That would never happen in the Jolly Zoo, right? It's only when I get hungry, you guys. <clears throat> when I take care of my health, I'm a better parent because I feel good. Does that make sense? Identify what's holding you back. Okay, what, what are these things that are not helping you become future you? If future you is in great shape, but you're telling yourself the story is, well, you know, I have to put everybody else first so I don't have time to exercise. There's a disconnect. You can't become future you who's in great health if you put everybody else first and you don't exercise. Got it? All right, so you're gonna figure out what's holding you back. You're gonna question the snot out of it. Like it's on trial. And then you're gonna rework it into something that is actually helpful to you. Exercising makes me a nicer partner. Working on my dream shows all the people around me that that is important. 
And that it's okay to dream and it's okay to work on your goals. Writing my book, even though it means shutting myself away in my office and the cats are crying outside, right? I'm setting the example. Hopefully there are other people, you know, the cats. I don't, I don't know fully the effect that this has on cats, right? But the other people in your world are like, she is serious. She's going for it. She's doing it. So once you have your liberating truth, knowing it's only half the battle, right? So you got to take it from your head into your heart and into your actions. You're not going to just remember it. You can't do this whole process in your mind and then think it's done. You actually really, truly, please write it down. Okay. If, if you go through this whole questioning thing and it's not journaling, even though I really think it should be, you just do it all in your mind and you come up with your new reframe. Please write it down for one thing. For another thing, write it down every day. Journal about it. Say it out loud. You've probably heard of affirmations before and affirmations have a bad rap for being weird and like you stare in the mirror and pound your chest. And Affirmations are just saying something positive to yourself on purpose. You're saying something affirming. That's what an affirmation is. So if this new truth that you came up with is positive and makes you feel good, say it out loud. Put it on a post-it and put it in your bathroom mirror. Put it in your phone alarm and have your phone alarm go off multiple times a day. Drop it into conversation. Tell your best friend, you know what I realized? I never made the connection between what I'm eating and how I treat other people. Turns out when I eat a bunch of sugar and have a big sugar crash, I'm a monster. No, don't call yourself a monster. That's, don't do that. But do you see what I'm saying? Drop it in a conversation. What we're doing here is I use the words reprogramming. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes repetition and it takes action, okay? If the new truth is about working on your book and about that being a good example and making you a good mom because you're showing your kids to follow their dreams. You have to actually work on the book. You have to do the habit. You have to do the thing. If it's about exercise, you have to exercise. Eating healthy, you have to, you have to do the habit. Say the affirmation out loud, put it on your mirror, whatever. Get it into your brain. Get it into your actions by doing the habit that's related to it. So does that make sense? Here's, here's your steps, okay? Step zero, don't wait for society to change, to change the conversation inside your own mind. And you do that by one, identify. Just, just start identifying what these stories are that you tell to yourself. Two, know that identifying is only half the battle. Just cause it's in your head and you're like, that's not true doesn't mean you're done with it. You have to do step three, which is reprogram. You got to reframe it, turn it into something positive, rewrite it, and then install it in your heart and in your actions. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. 
If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, be sure and download the free Becoming Future You journal at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal.